and welcome to Technically Iowa, a podcast featuring Iowa women tech entrepreneurs and leaders. Technically Iowa highlights thought leaders, game changers, and all-out rock stars innovating in Iowa. I'm your host, Beth Trejo. Today, my guest speaker will be Michelle Bates, CEO and founder of Blue Prairie. We have a great show planned for you today, so let's get started. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Beth. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. We're bringing you this podcast today from the Technology Association of Iowa, and we're so excited to be able to talk to female leaders um, in the technology space. We can't wait to hear more about you. Well, again, thank you very much, Beth, for giving me the opportunity to talk about our company and, and the types of things that we're doing. You're coming to us today from Iowa City, is that correct? Yeah, our office is actually based in Coralville, Iowa. Oh, I love that area. What do you think the biggest misunderstanding in that part of Iowa is for the rest of the country? Well, I think it's kind of this perception that, you know, we're just the land of cornfields and there are really amazing, innovative things that are happening, certainly in our area and stuff on the eastern side of the state, but really all across Iowa. And, you know, what we want to be able to do is to help raise the visibility to all of those amazing things and help highlight some of the companies and stuff here in the area. I agree. Why don't you just tell me a little bit about your story and how you founded Blue Prairie? You know, I've been in the technology space for an extended period of time, and I've gone through, you know, a lot of transitions. I'm actually an accountant by trade, and I took a left turn into technology after kind of determining that the world of public accounting wasn't for me. And I realized that I like uh, you know, people and helping to solve business problems more than I liked, you know, tax and um, kind of backroom <laughs> right. audit stuff. And so I went to work actually in a family business. I grew up in Kelowna, Iowa, which is a, you know, a small town south of, of Iowa City. And my dad had a, an insurance agency and was, you know, he had grown the company as a sole proprietor um, to a certain level. And he needed to be able to put in some technology to be able to enable him to continue to grow because basically he had more paperwork than he was tall at that point in time. So I went to work with my dad and helped put in a policy automation system in his insurance agency. And that was really my jump off point into technology. And I've been in this space ever since. And I went to work for the company whose software we put in uh, to his agency. And since that time, you know, I've really done what any good accountant does is I've gone to work for a variety of companies and the companies who are investing in the latest technology at any given point in time. So I've worked in the financial services sector. I've worked in the manufacturing sector. I've worked for startup companies. And prior to starting the company, I was the director of IT architecture services for Rockwell Collins in Cedar Rapids. And so um, a lot of the work that I did there was helping to create the cloud strategy as Rockwell looked to get a bit better at being a global company, enabling global collaboration. And so I was responsible for kind of the creation of and leading the team that was creating the cloud strategy and kind of made a transition from a really old platform called Lotus Notes to the Google platform. At that time, it was called Google for Work. And through that, I started to really establish strong relationships with companies like Google and ultimately companies like Amazon Web Services and started to really see the power of cloud technology and what it was able to do for business transformation. And so what I wanted to be able to do was to kind of take that enterprise Fortune 500 knowledge that I had gained and to create a company that really starts to serve the emerging small business and mid-market space because a lot of the companies in that market sector 
know that they need to do something with technology transformation, but they're just not sure how to go about it. So that's really how Blue Prairie was founded. And we were founded in October of 2015, but actually hired my first employee in February of 2016. And we've now grown to 11 folks and and stuff on staff in that time. So we serve, like I said, the emerging small business area. We serve the mid-market space and also do a lot of work in kind of public sector and education as well. And so we're excited to be that partner and stuff for companies in the state of Iowa so that we can keep technology talent here and that we can kind of give back and contribute to the economic growth and stuff of companies here in the Midwest through technology. So again, excited to be able to be here and to, and to talk a little bit more about what we have going on. Yeah, that's fascinating. Do you work mainly with businesses based in the Midwest or can they be located anywhere? They can be located anywhere, but our get started efforts have really been here in Iowa and in Illinois as well. So our target market as we continue to grow really is Iowa and the contiguous states. But, you know, certainly like any growing company, if we have opportunities outside the state, we'll look at that as well. But we want to keep our focus here as much as we possibly can. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I see that all the time with businesses, especially as generations turn over and kind of the next generation, especially in family owned businesses, take hold and they want to do things a little bit faster, a little bit different than maybe mom and dad or uncles or aunts have done them. And, you know, they're looking for new solutions. So it sounds like you guys kind of come in and hold their hand and kind of take some of that time off of them. Is that right? Yeah, it really is. We really help them put a really strong technology strategy together, but we don't do technology for technology's sake. We really step back and try to take a look at what are the business goals that that you're going after. And sometimes those goals are generational transition, like you described. Sometimes it's growth. Sometimes it's divestiture. Um, There's a whole host of things that kind of come into play when we're looking at that. So what we really do is kind of take a, a business and people approach, and then we map the appropriate technology into that. So for us, that's resonated well with our customers. So we have the opportunity to go in and learn about their business, you know, whether or not that's construction or whether or not that's hospitality or whether or not that's a small accounting firm. We get the opportunity to really learn the inner workings of the business. And it it allows us to be a much more strategic partner rather than just kind of a widget salesperson, right? And that's really important to us as we build and establish those relationships. So it's been a lot of fun to learn about a bunch of whole new spaces over the course of the last year. Yeah, I can tell the enthusiasm in your voice. I'm a huge believer in that, too, that technology is really just kind of a tool and the relationships are still such a critical part of what we do. And, you know, those relationships kind of develop as you start a business and obviously as you've grown the business. So tell me a little bit about your experiences as a female entrepreneur and as a female technology leader. What are the personal experiences that have influenced your thinking around technology beyond that kind of practicality and and tying back to the business goals? Yeah, I think so much of it is about developing people. I think that's been a huge passion of mine. And I think as women in leadership, I think we see things very broadly, right? We see the people, the process and the technology. But when we can bring people along on the journey, whether or not that is through the technology solutions that we deploy, or if it's in the development of skills in the ever-changing technology landscape, that's a really exciting thing. So for me as as a leader, what I've really always worked to be able to do is to make sure that I'm focusing on developing people to deliver solutions. And then the goodness kind of comes after that. If we start with the technology first, 
we end up with more challenges. You know, I've been developing teams and folks from a technology skills standpoint for a long time. And when I started the company, I think one of the things that resonated was the fact that I have people who have worked for me in the past that want to be able to work for me again. And that's something that's very humbling to continue to have those folks resonate with my leadership style and to continue to partner with them even in this next chapter of what we're doing. I completely agree. How do you think we can inspire more females to get involved in technology from your past experiences from a big company to now a smaller company, but obviously still just as critical? I think it's about being visible because sometimes we as women in technology will have a tendency to kind of stay a bit more behind the scenes. And I think what helps to inspire folks to want to get engaged is to be able to see someone that they can relate with. So one of the reasons that, you know, it's important for us to certainly do things like this and TAI has been, you know, a wonderful partner in helping to raise visibility and stuff for women in technology and, and stuff across the state. But we feel like we have to step out there to let folks see that we exist. And certainly for myself as a leader, I want to be able to do that. But I also want to be able to create opportunities for women in technology, whether or not that's high school internships, college internships, and then ultimately through full-time employment. We're very focused on diversity from a holistic perspective and things. But, you know, I feel like in order to give people somebody that's relatable, I've got to step out there a little bit, which isn't always the most comfortable thing for me. That's not necessarily the nature of my personality. Personality, but I recognize the importance of that and being a bit vulnerable to step out, which enables my growth and hopefully then enables the growth of other women in technology. Awesome. Thank you so much. And now it's time for a little fun. We're going to play a trivia game, so stay tuned. All right, this game is going to be kind of like what's not. And this is pulled from a Fast Company article titled Why I Based My Technology Company in Iowa. Maybe you read it. Hopefully you did not or you cannot remember all the answers. (laughs) And it basically was an article about why a technology company decided to start their growing firm in Iowa. And so I'm going to give you three options and you are going to pick what is not correct. And then uh, we'll see if you get it right. Okay. All right. So the first one is the map matters less. The second option is easier access to affordable amenities for employees. And the third option is the concentrated efforts to duplicate what is being done in Silicon Valley and apply it to Silicon Prairie. Any guesses? I think that what it's not is the first option in relationship to the map. Wah, wah. (laughs) Um, The correct answer, um, and I kind of tricked you a little bit here. So the correct answer is number three, the concentrated efforts to duplicate what is being done in Silicon Valley and apply it to Silicon Prairie. And I think they didn't highlight this in that particular article. But on the first mention, when the map matters less, what they were really alluding to was the fact that new talent is being developed across the country. And it was just because there may not be a concentration of employment employees today in maybe a certain area. Uh, And that's definitely not the case for Iowa. But, uh, you know, there are some small towns where those leaders, as you were mentioning, even like interns and young talent is really being developed. And then the second option, they were saying that the easier access to affordable amenities, you know, they're able to give their employees such great work perks because they're not quite as expensive as if you were to offer those in larger cities or metropolises. And then the third, that's the the plant. I added that in there because obviously Silicon Prairie is 
definitely talked about. It's it's kind of the technology scene throughout the Midwest, but that wasn't the one they mentioned in the article. So <laughs> thank you for playing. So, so Beth, this is a boondoggle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next up, one of my favorite parts of the show. We listen to technology leaders and their favorite tech apps and tips for making life easier. So, Michelle, what we're trying to do with this segment is really to share what we're loving across technology. So this could be anything from a tool, a plugin, a workflow system. There's a lot of software that I know I use on a day-to-day basis. Some of it's free. Some of it's just simple little things that I figured out. And I'm sure you have some favorites as well. I'll share mine first. One of the plugins I'm loving right now from a Chrome extension is called Awesome Screenshot. And I use this plugin probably at least every week. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to screenshot and mock up your browser. We build a lot of websites. And so when you're sending it back and forth with the developer or even something simple as, hey, move this here, um, doesn't necessarily need to be pretty, but it's extremely practical. If you just need to take a screenshot, kind of right across it, it's a free plugin and very simple to use, doesn't need a lot of add-ons. It also allows you to take an entire screenshot of your entire window. So if you have a long website, that you're trying to show someone, it kind of allows you to capture that. I've used it for a long time and thought it might be helpful for someone else out there in technology. Excellent. Yes. What about you? What do you use on a regular basis that you think others would value? We use things like G Suite from a collaboration perspective. So when we are you know, developing proposals and things along those lines, we have the ability to kind of co-author and co-create. And the time that that actually cuts out of the cycle for us is really significant, right? So as a small company, we have to be really mindful of how we use our time. And certainly as a consulting company, everything for us is about utilization. So being able to, you know, find tools, things like G Suite that enable that for us is, is really huge. But I think, you know, other things that we're really starting to explore for customers are things like Amazon Alexa and how can that actually be used in a business environment and things today? How can I use Alexa to walk into the office and turn the lights on in the office, turn the lights off in the office, be able to incorporate that into our business environment to create a different experience for both employees as well as for our customers when they come in? And so those are the types of things that, you know, that we're doing internally for productivity, but also the types of things that we're exploring on behalf of our customers. And those are really exciting pieces for us. Yeah, I love that. I I didn't even think about using Alexa for business purposes. You know, we do a lot of round robin in terms of uh, radio stations. Some groups get to pick, you know, what day, what type of music that they like. I love that. Absolutely. Well, exciting. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. And we're excited to launch this podcast off with you. And we just really appreciate your time and wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Beth. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And kind of just another shout out to our friends at TAI. They do great stuff for all of us within the state. So the more support that we can provide to them, I think the better served we're all going to be. Completely agree. Well, that's all for us today. Make sure you tune into the next episode and we will be there. The Technology Association of Iowa is proud to be a uniting force for Iowa's technology community. You can visit technologyiowa.org to learn more about how to get involved. Thank you for listening to this episode.